Welcome to Blind Shovel, an arts and music podcast. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Charlie Looker, an incredibly talented musician and appreciator of many things medieval. Keep them peeled. What's up? How you doing, Michael? What's up with your ceiling? Your ceiling looks fascinating. Oh yeah, it's a tin. It's like tin. It's very like very Queens, I guess. You know. A little, oh, you're in uh, Queens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I moved. I moved back to back to New York after. Uh, yeah, I was in LA for like four years. Where are you from? Where are you born? I'm from uh, Manhattan originally. So you know, I grew up in New you're York. From Manhattan. And uh, yeah, wow. yeah, and then I, uh, I mean, I was in college in Connecticut for. Uh, at Wesleyan for four years, but that's like an hour away from the city. So I was basically, uh, yeah, basically in, in New York the whole time. And then, yeah, I just moved, moved to LA for like four years, uh, and just got back here three months ago. Nice. So I'm, uh, yeah. Where do you dream of going when you're from Manhattan? <laughs> uh, you dream of staying there, I suppose. Really? You know I, mean? yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm from a suburb of New Jersey. So like, not that I dreamed of going to Manhattan, but I could see, I could imagine people doing that or knowing rural people. Like they're usually trying to, the trope of going to the big city. So making you, so you like Manhattan, you enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, this, you know, scenes of, uh, you know, what, uh, where the vibrant stuff in New York is uh changes i suppose through the years like in my 20s it was like brooklyn was really where you know north brooklyn was the, where the music stuff that i was involved in was was happening the most yeah. uh but there's there's downtown new york stuff you know uh, downtown manhattan you know stuff at the moment that's kind of kind of popping and uh yeah are you still like how old are you now i am 43 are you still cool do you feel Am like I'm so cool? Yeah, I yeah. mean, it ain't it ain't for me to say. I mean. <laughs> no, but do you feel that you're like still, maybe crudely put, you got your finger on the pulse, musically speaking? I very much know what's going on. Really, I'm 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 up to date. Wow. with what much younger people are up to. I'm not uh, doing what much younger well i mean you know there's all kinds of stuff that i am aware of that i'm not a part of at all and is not my sure. aesthetic so i don't know if that you know, I don't know if that counts as finger on the pulse i just spend a lot of time online you know so it's like uh uh you know i, I think know. it does it, it means you're aware um but that you've matured to a point where you're not kind of like in it you know from my perspective in your in my 20s when i was making comics like i felt inside of the thing, the cool thing or the scene. And then not until in my thirties, I recognized like, Oh, I'm outside of that now. Um, like anthropologically almost, but I'm still yeah. making comics. 
but they're not trying, they're not in that main, I guess, a stream of like what matters and what's relevant. Um, and there's something peaceful about what I, that's almost like that irrelevance, you know, like, Oh, I'm outside of that thing. Now I can kind of make the work without caring about the social, uh, ramifications in some ways. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I feel that for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, uh, it's, I've things that I'm very connected with, uh, people, my generation, and there's a certain family, uh, vibe of, you know, people in New York who, uh, I came up with and I still play with and I still hang out with and it's, you know, it's community. Uh, and then there's other ways I've come to feel somewhat alienated from some people. And there's, you know, there's much younger people I hang out with that are, they, uh, I wouldn't say they keep me feeling young, but they <laughs> keep me feeling like I know what's going on. They're different, you know, people 20 years younger, 15 years, and they're not yeah. so different. They're not so different that I like don't get what they're talking about but there's a somewhat this is different attitude different by I, I don't know there's uh ways of speaking kate cadences of uh, i don't know literally it's true uh, I, I don't know at least the people i um and all these zoomers i know they they don't say like and um and they don't curse as much this is i respect this quite a bit i mean at least the ones that i i cross paths with yeah, now that you're mentioning it, at least something is different. Um, because I feel in some ways, I, I think regionalism is still a thing. You know, I think there's art scenes that produce specific things based on their location. But one place where there is true difference feels to be the generational divide between different ages. Because I feel that I don't know many 20-year-olds at the moment, but I'm sure... I don't know, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's quite almost like a different language. Yeah. But I, I like that. I mean, you know, people I hang with, or these are not, I, mean, I don't have good friends or this, you know, when I hang with like people in their late twenties, even mid, you know, I feel like I'm, I can tell them about the before times. Right. Uh, that being pre uh, internet 2.0, let's say. Do you view that as a qualitative difference? Do you think it was better back then? No, I, no, I wouldn't say that. Well, yes, no. Well, the tw the 2010s, I think the 2010s were probably the worst decade in human history. Probably. Well, that's I'm no that's scholar. <laughs> I'm no professor, but uh, but yeah, I like saying that. Is that a, a musical assessment or a just, general just, historical assessment? Well, just culturally, man. I mean, what like? You mean it was weak culturally? Yeah. You don't I mean, mean like was, like like there was catastrophe and morally it just the, the ev everything the entire really? thing just just interesting yeah the aesthetics the politics people's attitudes the I mean just humor every I mean I I, I go back and I check out like early tens stuff you know I'm checking out like uh like awesome stuff from like 2011 you know I'm checking out like uh, Tyler the Creator okay. Uh, key and peel or something like these sure. things. And I'm just like, I, it feels like it's on the other side of just a looking glass of just dog shit. I mean, you know what huh. I mean? Like, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. uh, it's just my personal, you have any uh, assessment yeah. as to what caused that, that dog shit, or is it just a cosmic cycle? I, yeah, I don't know. So just the way the internet, uh, just enabled some of the most pathetic forms of just narcissism and, uh, 
Yeah, that's certainly an aspect. I have my, it's, it's a very complicated problem. You think it persists this dog shit? I'm not culture? yet. I'm not <laughs> sure. You know, this is like, you know, this is not a whole theory I have worked out or whatever. This is just like, if, An intuition. You, if, if you ask me, you know, if someone asks me like, what's up with the past 10 years or I don't know, or just what, uh, yeah. yeah, like we're talking about the passage of time. I mean, but, uh, but then again, I suppose like your twenties, I was in my twenties and the, and the aughts, I mean, you're always gonna, your twenties are always gonna have the special, the special place. I mean, I don't even know if it was better but there's this special, uh, yeah, like you're saying, you know, you think your stuff feels plugged into something that's very current. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and I used to admire that about artists who historically throughout their career were, were always trying to have their finger on the pulse and make in that vein. And I don't anymore. I don't mm -hmm. think. I think I actually like the people who just stick to their, like they find their shit maybe in their 30s and then they... Like that's them. And, and maybe there's a couple waves where they get gain relevance, but they're actually drilling down on something outside of time, maybe outside of like a trend. I'm not yeah. sure. You know what I mean though? I, I do. I do. I mean, I, miles would be someone who I would look at as someone who, uh, kept, kept changing and sort of trying to keep up with the times. If we're talking about like electric period miles, I mean, that's kind of like him in his 40s kind of trying to be like, I'm going to stay up on rock. I'm going right. to still make like, you know, he's like, I've been checking out this Jimi Hendrix stuff. You know, I want to do <laughs> something like that. And he makes this incredible, incredible, deeply important, historically important music. It wasn't what he well, it's probably not what he thought it was going to be. Maybe, you know, maybe mm -hmm. he thought he was actually going to be the next rock star or whatever and then it it wasn't that it was a guy in his 40s being influenced by rock music as a jazz musician you know what i mean but it's right, like right. uh but that desire to try to stay relevant and like oh, I'm, I'm getting old i want to do what the kids are doing it's like for him that was a very deep <laughs> it's a very deep move you know i think yeah i mean speaking of that when i saw your music and i think it was oakland it was probably this is extra life probably like um eight years ago that's what stuck yeah. was that would have been, been longer man because yeah. if we saw extra life in oakland that would have been at the very least like 11 years ago because that extra life the first round of extra life 2012 and that makes so, sense yeah that would have been like you know 12 13 14 anyway sorry i interrupted go ahead no that that's you're just putting me in my my place in my time there I, that, I'm just forgetting that years are, are ticking off there. Yeah, I was I was shocked by how different, um, and I don't know that much about music, honestly. I don't know what it is, but it felt um, much older in the sense of maybe it's the key signatures or something like church-like or... Yeah, I was taken aback by one that I thought it was beautiful in a, in a way that wasn't um, maybe traditional. Like I couldn't pinpoint why but i thought it was striving for beauty and two it felt um i'm having a hard time it, can you maybe help me understand what that is is there like a specific influence 
that I'm picking up or am I just wrong? No, no, you're picking up the exact. Yeah, I mean, I directly, I'm, I'm directly working with uh, music from the Middle Ages and Renaissance. Right. You know, I talk about it all, all the time, and I, you know, I have uh, videos about it on my YouTube. You know, my, my own use of that music and just my historical interest in music from, from those periods. You know, and to some extent, Baroque music and other periods of European, European art music. But, uh, but yeah, we're talking about. Uh, Middle Ages and Renaissance. Yeah, it's in that's, there. That's, that's, right. that's right. I mean, literally just on a sonic level, you know. But how yes, did you yeah. how did you end up there? Was that a uh just my dad had this one record of Christmas music, ancient Christmas music that he just played <laughs> when I was a little kid, and I I like latched onto that. And then and then when I was in college, they had just the scores and recordings uh part of the library. So I would just like take out all these all these CDs from from uh, from scores and recordings, you know. Um, so it's so pretty yeah, consistent. I, you were interested in that. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like, yeah, I just heard it as a little kid and I thought it sounded cool. And then I kind of forgot about it, you know, in, in high school, cause there's just no, you know, back then you had to like buy a CD. So it's sure, like if, sure, I, if sure. I got, if my parents gave me 15 bucks to get a CD, I was going to spend it on, on like morbid angel or whatever. But, um, but, uh, but yeah. And then, I, but then, you know, college, I was like, okay, all this stuff is free to take out of the library so i just started going like ravenous uh learning about this music man so so yeah extra life has always had that my other projects too but i think extra life is where it's most uh evident or most foregrounded you know in the most obvious obvious ways you know um are you uh, interested in the beyond the aesthetics is there something of this is something I, i wonder about sometimes like can you extract the aesthetics of a of a time period without some implications beyond just the surface you know like does medieval history interest you yes i mean somewhat you know i yeah. i uh i don't uh yeah i mean i haven't gone really deep on i yeah i'm not so much of a historian you know as as much i mean i can say that uh there's a like a pre-enlightenment thing i mean i've said this before of just um humanity being sort of humble uh sure. ab- abased uh there's a but to say that the music reflects that could you know easily be just projection based on now I, you know but um yeah this sort of pre like before humanism before the modern yeah, yeah. period before before the modern period you know like post you know 18th century humanism secular humanism you know this really uh yeah this devout de- devotion devoutness uh this sort of humiliated <laughs> in the in the yeah, not, yeah, yeah. in, in the, the good way in yeah. the yeah in the not not negative sense um i think that's what i could hear is something like the presence of god or at least the reverence or perspective that it or he existed within those kind of i don't know that progress those chord progressions uh, during that show i was like oh this feels holy um obviously you weren't just doing a straight performance of those things um but i guess at the time it didn't even occur to me that you could uh be using those progressions in in music like that yeah well this is an extent to which um I've never been uh, re- relevant uh, w- with a capital R. Um, striving for beauty, as you said, is 
the number one, not striving for relevance. Um, I'm a social person, so I love people. So I love getting people into what I'm doing. I love having people at the shows. Uh, you know, it's a social in- endeavor to go get in a van and go play shows every night and hang out, you know. So, I mean, I'm into relevance on on that level, but it's beauty first, you know. Beauty, it's, uh, you know, the world above and then the world below second, you know. But, um, but there's always kind of a, with Extra Life, there was always sort of an uh, ironic or um, like a perverse collision yeah. of the higher you know, what is most high and what is most base, you know, to be, you know, sort of creating music that aesthetically, yeah, there's a sense of uh, reverence for something higher, uh, striving upwards, but also lyrically being deal- dealing with some of the most base and and petty mm. uh, sexual words, you know, like petty social day-to-day kind of, scene politics or whatever like uh I, i've i've always enjoyed that that sort of that that collision you know do you think it's easy to you know i think a lot of people at least when i went to art school beauty wasn't even a thing to talk about and maybe it, it was because it's hard to talk about it's not really that easy to pin down so this question might not work but like do you have a quick and dirty definition of at least the process of trying to attain beauty or produce beauty or even what the, what that might mean to you, like capital B beauty. Well, yeah, I can't say objectively about beauty in general, but yeah, for myself, what that pursuit would be, would be really focusing on materials in a very up close, you know, two inches from your face kind of uh, thing of dealing with, notes pitch rhythm uh and i'm not talking academically or music theory wise i mean really just working on is this melody going to go up or down am i going to use this note or that note uh you know is this chord going to change what tone am i going to use for the guitar like um really dealing with sound in its pure just in its sonic pureness. And then of course there's, you know, I've got lyrics and then I've got these vibe things that I'm going for and that kind of radiates out. But um, I can get, or one, I think can get distracted from beauty by uh, thinking about uh, how your music's going to function socially, who's going to like it, who's not going to like it, what it looks like, what it means, you know, even, even on a level of narrative and poetry, like for me, I mean, that almost, can it's beautiful too but it's like second it's like second order effects you know where it's like really uh uh for me yeah for me that really monastic striving upwards for beauty is about dealing with sound on on just the purest like a very pure pitch rhythm timbre level so it's almost a byproduct of reverence or submission to the craft does that make sense yeah yeah it's like you actually give everything you sacrifice obviously hours, years of your life to that, and thus it produces beauty. Certainly, yeah, yeah, I would say that. I would say that. Um, yeah, there's a selflessness to just pouring oneself into craft. Um, 
although see i it's <laughs> i love beauty but then i also to me there's an ugliness that i also enjoy of sort of corrupting yeah. uh, the, with ego and self-consciousness and self-referential you know humor and stuff uh uh on top of or to sort of deliberately mar this purity of beauty with with just dumb shit man i mean i'm less I, I that's less the extra now that extra life has returned um it's less about that i actually the new extra life is a little bit more it's only slightly tinged with the with right. the uh, with the ugly and the egotistical and the mundane and the base and the profane i mean it is mostly just about striving for beauty capital b but like the older stuff i took a real uh yeah i took a real like pleasure and uh just constructing a melody that I would consider to be like an offering to God or something. But it's like, I'm also just singing about my dick or whatever. I mean, you know, just like uh, yeah. that, that used to, uh, it's still kind of in there, you know? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say like, if someone were to step back and I look at the album cover, you know, I'm saying just like a person off the street and we're yeah. talking about beauty, they would be like, what is this, uh, you know, beheading occurring? But I understand what you mean. I think there's a, always a weird conflict between your idiosyncratic quirks and and then one's interaction with, even for me, religion, but also beauty or God. Like I just got out of church, but I have like aesthetic problems with American church. And it's really hard for me to understand if um, I'm supposed to just like turn off certain tastes like, I think, I think aesthetics and taste matter. Like if, you, if I went to a church in Europe every week, I think I'd be cool. Or like Gaudi's church. Like, I think I could enter into that space much easier, but I'm very critical of just like the architecture and, and the whole vibe of American church. Um, but I don't know if that's just like something I'm supposed to turn off. Like I'm saying that idiosyncratic uh, desire to see a certain outcome. I feel as I feel as the same in making art. That's that's um, capital B beautiful, but also you're still trying to express who you are. It's not like you're just like a classical musician recreating a beautiful piece right. with right, no. Right, right. I guess the the argument is they are expressing themselves subtly via the things I can't hear because I don't know classical music that well. But in some ways, I, I assume for you as well, that's just not enough of a release of your individual quirk. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, part of me is some kind is committed to moving more in the direction of just purely serving God, I, pure, purely uh, serving the sacred, uh, in a, just at just with music as music and um i'll yeah like uh lyrically i do um there are fewer lyrics on the last extra life record i mean literally just just less just fewer words you know the songs that have, have you know just less text to them um and um so there's a part of me that feels like i'm um in a good way, I'm running out of personal narrative uh, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, 
I have less drama. I mean, there's less to self-dramatize, man. And what exactly. there is, I don't yeah. want to self-dramatize it. I mean, it's like that. It's like that's personal, you know. It's like so. I, I uh, but yeah, just making fewer mistakes, having less, uh, you know, interesting life stuff to chew on. I mean, I look forward to my life getting more and more boring uh, every year. So that makes for less. Uh, yeah exciting songs which so good you know what i mean but i but i it's but it's an interesting thing though because it's like you know i'm a singer i am that is not just an incidental part of my uh work that's not something that's going to fall by the wayside you know i sing and that means there there is a certain physical uh subjective presence there a subject subjectivity there that is different than making purely instrumental music and since i'm singing uh you know i'm going to be writing my own text and words so no matter what even if all i do is just sit and 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 drink tea all day and teach guitar lessons it, it's still going to come into the lyrics in some kind of personalized way so uh do you think those at least spoken lyrics you could sing without i suppose you you could sing without words right yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I, you know, you'd be like the Cocteau Twins or something. I mean, uh, and and also, I've I've at length talked about how uh, melismatic singing, melisma. I mean, you know, it's like oh, you know, stretching the syllables out. That that is already like a departure from text uh, that temporarily happens in the music. So that's already kind of a uh, leaving the text even right within, you know. No, that's a good, very interesting idea what you're saying. And I understand completely this, like, there's a phase to be fascinated with yourself, uh, but it shouldn't be very long, I don't think. Mm -hmm. And it does lead to some real problems where, like you're saying, self-dramatizing, where you just create scenarios to, to, to make fuel for your subject matter. I always thought that was perverse with modern artists, that they... They seem to just be creating a problem. Like the supply and demand doesn't make much sense for your own mental health yeah. or well-being. But what do you think in a like a tangible sense? I, I do think that move towards service is a is a very good move, a mature move. But what does that look like practically speaking? Does the music become more digestible or in service, you mean in service to God, not in service to like a person understanding or comprehending it. Yeah, I I know what you're asking. I don't know if I have an exact okay. answer to that, but yeah. I, I when I said in service, I did mean to God or to the Most High. Right. Um. That's what I meant, but I know, but yes, service could also mean to, to other people, which is. Uh, yeah, you know, that's that's the thing. I mean, it's like wanting your music to be more and more popular, uh, reaching more people, you know, that isn't necessarily an egotistical, uh, worldly, well, it's worldly, but it's uh, it's not just about one's ego. That is a sense of like, well, I want to serve more people. If people are connecting with what I'm doing, I am doing something other than, other than navel gazing, you know, that this is serving other people. But um, yeah, but thing is I teach lessons and uh not only and not just to advanced you know 
people who are fans of my stuff, although I do that as well. But I mean, I also teach guitar lessons to like little kids and stuff. We're like picking up. So it's like there, there's nothing that's always going to be more selfless and in service of other people than than sure. making music. I mean, I, I don't do it for free. I get paid. But still, it's like that's that's always going to be uh, less egocentric. Uh, than, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, than making music, even if the music is, you know, I'm not thinking about myself. There's an egolessness. I'm serving pure sound. I'm serving the most high. I want to reach other people, you know, et cetera. I mean, you really want to be egoless. I mean, just go, you know, volunteer at a homeless shelter, right? I mean, it's sort of like, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, yeah. if I were really yeah. going to go, I can't ever say it's like egoless, you know what I mean? But um, yeah. Does this kind of perspective make it hard to listen to? Let me reword this. I had this phase where I started to really respect music. And by that, I mean, I really became aware of what the lyrical content was carrying and what the music was carrying. And, and it also, I became more careful in some weird ways about what I listened to and what the music was doing to me. So my feeling is if something has power, if you want to claim it has power, then you simultaneously have to respect that power and almost be in fear of it uh, and what it could do to you. So I started to become very, very like hyper aware of, of what it was potentially doing to me listening to this kind of music or this album, even if it's like super sentimental. Um, there's certain Van Morrison albums I'm like cautious about or something, but mm. do you have uh, and I'm talking about astral week specifically, but that's just a personal thing. But do you know what I mean? Like, do you, do you have a very critical eye as to in what you ingest musically? Uh, you mean like, uh, with, with respect to lyrics or just, or, just, uh, yeah, what it can do to you. Um, cause I think you could view music in a, like you can objectify it and view it as almost like a medicine cabinet. You know, I think a lot of people do this actually where, uh, the music's in service of, of the effect it could have on them at that moment. So if they're lazy, they're going to put this music, they get some jazzed up. If it's, right. if they're depressed, they'll put this on, but that's a, that's kind of a, a bad orientation, I think. Or if they're, they're bored, they're constantly listening to music, you know? Right. It's a rambling idea, but I don't know if any of that has substance. Uh, yeah. 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 No. So, um, yeah, like uh, you're interesting. You're asking, am I more care careful or like, do I, am I more considered, uh, Maybe I don't know if I get more cautious, like limiting or or being more deliberate about what I'm putting in my ears, but I do take certain things a little more seriously. Uh, I take things a little more at face value, uh, um, in a way like um, like with death metal or especially black metal. I mean, I have over time, I have come to a thing with like certain certain black metal. Uh, where I'm like, wow, I really do not need this in my life now because I am actually in a better place. <laughs> and this was real. Like, this is actually evil. <laughs> I was relating to it on that level. Right. It was never just a T-shirt, you know. And and so, I, I mean, without getting too moral, like not being like, oh, you shouldn't listen to X, Y, Z, or it should be censored or banned. I mean, absolutely not. No, no. But 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 just but uh, yeah, a little bit more taking. We're just realizing, not even deliberately avoiding anything, but just realizing, like, wow, there's a reason why you know, I, you know, I used to like Black Witchery or Revenge or Conqueror, or like some of the you know these like really like 
uh, yeah, really brutal, like black metal and war metal, like during a time. And I'm like, man, I, I don't need that at all in my life anymore. I mean, it does not because it is what it claims to be. It, yes, it, it, yes. It, it is actual like nihilistic or, or evil stuff, you know, so I, I can't. I mean, which it doesn't mean everything I listen to has to like exactly express what I wh- where I'm at in my life, but I, yeah, I don't know. I just take certain. I mean, no, yeah, yeah. 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 I, it, I just like there's certain types of music that, uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, there's also stuff that I still like, but I like I, uh, like just rap rap music that that is really violent or really like, uh, yeah, really violent or misogynistic, nihilistic, you know, hyper materialist. Like, I, I I don't dislike that anymore, but I like. I like, yeah, the lyrics now I'm like, that's actually fucked up. Like, you know what I mean? It's sort of like, again, I'm not wagging the finger at some no, guy no, no, like no. rapping about, but, but it, but maybe I could be wagging the finger, you know? Same. Yeah. I, I do want to draw that distinction. It, you know, it's right. not that I'm seeking to like um, ban Marilyn Manson because it does this or that. It's simply a respect for the impact of the material yeah, uh, and yeah. what the artist is actually trying to do. Like you said, like, uh, and yeah, I don't want anything censored, anything banned. But I also think people should just be aware, like, oh, music has power and and uh, it has an impact on your life and it should be treated with a certain level of respect. Art art as well, but I think less, honestly, visual art. Um, but yeah, that doesn't need to lead to moralizing, I don't yeah. think. But but it is, but, but, it, but we do have moral lines that we draw and... Um either individually or collectively. And it, yeah, it does. Marilyn Manson is a good example where he's been telling you that he's a dangerous guy <laughs> for decades. And then there's like a woman has come out and claimed, I'm like, he told you ahead of time. Yeah. It's the Don't. GG. It's a GG Allen problem. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's just yeah. like, Oh, well, if he's, he's, he's so clear about it in his art that it must just be art because a real rapist guy doesn't sing about rape. A real rapist guy is so unaware that he's just doing it. So the fact that he's articulate, you know, people have this thing of like, yeah. it must not be real because he's so self-aware in his articulation of it. But right. in fact, in every song, he was like, if you come back to my place, I will fucking lock you in a place and assault you and shit. <laughs> and that I'm not like trying to blame the women on people do, but, but, yeah, but, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. but, but yeah. it's just this thing of like, everyone's all surprised. <laughs> like, you know, it's like uh or 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 somehow you know so i yeah i take things a little more seriously as far as what what the artist is uh yeah what people appear to be like you know yeah i used to have this kind of like such a stupid idea but you know i would look at my grandparents and be like why do they listen they only listen to basically music that is beautiful and about love right like positive depictions of love yeah. and i considered it fraudulent you know like, like oh man these, this isn't real you know and and then i realized oh their lives are so difficult that there's no reason they would come back to music that was maybe supplanting this lack you know like like you you're saying like maybe maybe if life isn't so horrible you would listen to like really brutal death metal but i doubt a guy maybe a guy who goes to war comes back and listens to it as well um but I was always fascinated by like the limited bandwidth of what my grandparents listened to. And now I respect it because it's hard. It's pretty damn hard to be in love <laughs> for an entire lifetime yeah. uh, and to get through a day yes. in general, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, it's the thing, you know, yeah. Music that's really about dysfunction and, and, and horror and stuff. It's like, 
yeah, some people are attracted to it because they have no real pain in their life and they're just like looking for something to be dark about. Other people are attracted to it because they are dealing with serious wounds and horror in their life that, you know, that are completely real. And then sometimes the bullshit and the reality all just gets stirred together in this weird sort of cultural, you know, soup. I mean, like, uh, you know, if you're in the 20th century, you know, depending on where you're at, whatever, you know, you've got generations of people who maybe have more material comfort you know, more like maybe far more material comfort than their parents or their grandparents. But it's also right after the Holocaust. Right. So they've got that's in the, you know what I mean? So it's like their lives are easier, but they're just collectively as a globe contemplating these worst atrocities in history. You know, like shit like that. Like that's sort of the world getting worse and getting better. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like it's, it's not just like one narrative, you know, of what's happening, but, uh, like yeah, it's gone. not one narrative, but it's um, it's just interesting to me how the how explosive that expression became in music at a certain point. Whereas an, at one point, and maybe it's because I don't understand the the subtlety of like how a certain classical composer is radical. You know, I know there's that one story. I don't know who it is, but the people are like rioting after hearing yeah. a certain yeah Stravinsky. Yeah, so maybe it's just a relative thing, but it doesn't seem that relative. It seems like every emotion every kind of way of seeing or being can now be expressed via music in very articulate ways uh, i don't just like film you could yeah. live a million lives uh, and not live one at the same time so i don't know what that amounts to in the end if it's a good thing or a bad thing i don't know it's it's something i'm not willing to judge because i only know it I only know the world where I can like look up obscure Japanese books and things I would never have access to and apparently never be satiated, which is always shocking. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I know what you're saying, how it's like, um, yeah, like in more yeah, ancient music, right. This idea of like individual people expressing such, uh, such personal and, you know, volcanic emotion. And it always ends up, uh, it, it seems to like, veer towards the most dysfunctional or you know like um romantically tragic uh sides of right. things. i often think about just with this idea of being a quote-unquote artist is i mean i don't think that they really had the, i mean it didn't mean the same thing in the middle ages you know so this is some stuff that i you know i like about the middle ages but it's also projecting some fantasies uh, it's easy to sort of uh, project on the past things that we think are lacking now or we think that never that they didn't have then or, right. you know, but uh, so I got to have some self-awareness that I might be, you know, it's like a little bit distorted, especially that I'm not like a scholar. But 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 you can tell, I mean, you can clearly in the 18th, especially 19th century, like this vibe of like being an artist who's this guy that has his own vibe and expresses his life and my passion and my this and that obviously that's a modern thing that was not so much the thing when you're like a literally an anonymous monk writing chants that you don't even put your name on right that's clearly right. a different orientation you know um or an ancient you know african carving one of those masks like that's not like some guy being like putting his stamp on it and being like, you know. Yeah, it's a thing I'm, I'm the guy, you know. For sure. I've, I've wondered if mental illness and artists is just 
uh, caused by that complete disconnect from, you know, if you're making a mask for your society and then it's integrated and they're using it to dance, like you're just kind of part of a, well, you're integrated, but if you're now just doing your thing, self-expressing on on an Island, uh, I think that drives anyone mad almost no matter what you're doing. Yeah. It doesn't need to be art. It's just the, the isolation for a social being. I, I mean, I like some kind of, you know, people who embrace hermetic lifestyles, but I just don't think it, I don't know how they really do it, to be honest. But yeah. the monk, the monk too, is part of something bigger. It's not. Uh, I, yeah, I was going to say, it's funny because like, you know, a monk, I mean, literally being like monastic, I mean, it is, yeah, technically it's the most cloistered solitary thing, but it's completely the opposite of that because as you're saying, it's music that is serving a public function, a community function, religious, you know, collective. Have you so, ever yeah. read the the glass bead game? No, who wrote that? I always hear hear about that. Herman Hesse. Okay. The only reason I mention it is like it's set in the future and the beginning is an intro about how like uh we don't as a society they're like a kind of a, uh, elite group of, I don't even know how to talk about it. Like they use music, the, co- the compositions of Bach as like a way to synthesize, synthesize, synthesize thought. Mm-hmm. So they explore thinking via musical structure and they like have these crazy formulas and ways of doing it. But in the beginning, it's like this pseudo historical intro about how they don't believe in individuals so it's much more like you're talking about this monk structure they just happen to be talking about this one dude uh who they're making an exception for but otherwise like they're not even allowed to have ownership of anything that comes out of like the bigger structure they're a part of yeah that's a little scary to me in this context like if we were talking about modernity um that gives me some pause but i think back then it's a different it's a very different feeling to be a part of something bigger and to be anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now it's almost the complete opposite. I mean, if we start really talking about contemporary culture and like the the internet and just really literally the past 10, 20 years, I mean, it gets to this limit of what I can even conceptual. I like to really even articulate because it's like, you're dealing with like, the hyper interconnectedness, but with also this ramped up narcissism of this personal branding that becomes, you know, it's like you're more and more alienated and isolated in certain ways, but you're being connected with other people in these online communities, but everyone's getting turned against each other because it's just this paranoia. Like there's just like so many like individual versus collective, like I- ironies and complexities that are just piled on top of each other. That is, it, it, it's even just talking about what I just started to say, it's like slipping. It, <laughs> it, it, it's like, it's like getting away from me, you know, but, um, and that's why, yeah, that, that's very true. It doesn't even give you a sense of what you should push back against or how you would. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it does remind me of, um, one thing you said in your video about, like that's the most like beauty is the most transgressive act yes or, or, or even attempting to and i think that it, in this context right um and i think that's true i feel that if there's one method one one way it has to be that i don't even know why but it just feels true you know 
Yes. Yes, absolutely, man. I mean, I, um, you know, it's, it's almost like not even just that it's not even just that like making something beautiful is is transgressive. It's like the idea of beauty to even be safe, putting that out there as like, this is what I do. Beauty and truth, truth and beauty. You know, I, um, I'm interested. Goodness, goodness. Yeah. The good, the the good, the beautiful, what is that? Aristotle or, or, uh, I think so. I can't recall. I just know those three come together. Yeah. I mean, nobody, um, it's, uh, the idea, well, like you were saying, and in a second, I'd be interested to hear you talk more about when you said you were in art school, how beauty wasn't even on the menu, you know, or, or like, wasn't even talked about. I mean, I, I, uh, yeah, I was talking with, um, with uh uh hey nali uh this is this um the last live stream i did this amazing uh ukrainian um ukrainian electronic musician who 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 uh reimagines uh medieval music uh with modular synthesizers i i would highly recommend checking this guy out hey, hey nali but i was like um yeah we were talking about music that generates discourse and music and experimental music being like this uh uh, this sort of thing to generate intellectual discussion and it's this mode of like critique and politics and this and that. And, um, we were kind of being critical of that, of everything having to be critical. And I, and I was just like, you know, truth and beauty first, you know, I was like, I was like beauty first, truth and beauty first. And then any kind of critical discourse comes after that. And he was like, that's a conservative view, but he's like, I can, he's like, He's like, I feel it. You know, he, he, he was like on board, but he was like, you know, that's, that's conservative. That's considered very, very conservative, you know? And I, I was like, you know, if the shoe fits, I, I, I yeah. but, um, but, but yeah, like I, it is interesting. Um, there's this hyper, there's this real like hyper reactionary kind of, well, not even hyper, it, no, it's not even hyper reactionary, but like a sort of, um, this phrase, people were saying that there's a quote unquote war on beauty. I mean, I don't know if you sort of, just the past few years, like people bitching, like, you know, people kind of trolling, like being like, uh, like, look now Lizzo is on a magazine. There's a war on beauty, you know, okay, look, okay. look like, you know, like women used to be hot on magazine covers sure. now they're gross. You know what I mean? Like this kind of thing, which is like, I, I don't really go for that, but I, I do. Um, but without calling anyone or anything ugly, you know, without even denigrating any aesthetic or you know, view, I do, I, I, it did sort of resonate that just the idea of beauty, there may be sort of a, maybe not a war, but a sort of sidelining or maybe even a distrust of the idea of beauty because it supposedly is part of some kind of something oppressive or, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're going to say, if you're going to say something's evil, if you're going to say someone, uh, we're going to say so a person is beautiful. That implies that someone else is ugly. If you're going to say that certain music is beautiful, it implies that something else is ugly. You're like, so as though there's some kind of inherently negative, you, 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 you get where I'm going with this. So I, I sort of, um, I think it, there is something, there is a status quo thing where it's like, um, like you said, at least in institutions, uh, certain types of arts institutions where it's like, you're not supposed to even be like beauty and truth are number one. There's supposed to be some kind of other thing. And I'm interested in what you, what, well, I'm interested in what you have to say about what I just said. And also just what you were saying about how, when you were in art school, uh, what that was like, just what the, just what yeah, I, mean, I just, it, with regards to the idea of beauty and what, what you meant when you said that that was like, not even on the table really. Yeah. Well, I think 
one, I think it's funny when it's like, it's like an ad hominem attack in some ways to say, that's a conservative idea. First off, it's like, if it's like you said, if it's true, it's true. That's not really a valid. It's like saying being disciplined at your craft. Is that conservative? In fact, I find that crafts people like, um, like people who they tend to be more conservative than people who are more like contemporary artists who are more in their head. Because yeah. I think that objects humble the fuck out of you. Like I work in wood a lot and it's like, there's a lot of pushback. So you can't really be open-minded. Quote unquote. You can't really imagine potential when, when the thing is like, no, like if you want to make jewelry with metal or this with wood, like this is the reality of, this is an objective reality you're butting up against. That's, this is very interesting the way you just put that. I like that. I, like I think it, it's a form yeah. of, yeah, it's like a form, like you said, humility. Like the, the the instrument does the same thing in some ways. Like instruments are very fixed, you know? It's always shocking me about music. It's like much more fixed than me opening of a blank page, I yeah. feel. Um, yeah, I think it's about how tangible what someone deals with every day in terms of like how much it talks back to you. Um, and I think what happened in the arts, it's a long story and I don't even know how to like, I'm not going to, I can't accuse a belief system per se or something, but, yeah. uh, you know, contemporary, like I went to school for illustration, the concerns. And then I went for painting at the same, like after, uh, I just like transferred and like concerns are completely different. Mm. One's a commercial art. The other was hung up on all these weird contemporary things. I could only make in a, in, in an ironic mode when I was in that department, because I didn't respect the foundation of what it was asserting. In fact, whenever I made like contemporary art, was it video art, performance art? It always, it was always ironic. Like, um, it's almost like I was forced into a certain stance where I couldn't be sincere. Yeah. But I think that is, I think beauty is, uh, is embarrassing. Even the pursuit of it is very embarrassing. And I think there's a weird detached coolness that runs and, and cynicism and, and, uh, this kind of, I think it's a form of stupidity. It's, it's a type of materialism where like, even with the abstract expressionists, uh, I think his name was yeah Clement Greenberg was like this idea that paint is paint. Right. And that there's this honesty to things just being what they are. Yes. Yeah. And that illusion is to be held as suspicious, probably because propaganda was being pumped through countries around this time earlier, World War II, et cetera. Like, I'm going to keep rambling, but I feel like the aesthetic nature of World War II, especially the Nazis, gave people pause about like what you could do with art or symbols. And you mean, it's still, a, you, mean a, you mean a distrust of beauty in that in that uh, beauty tradition? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like. Uh, Right. It's like if I say like uh, this chord progression is beautiful, this other one sucks is like that's like a eugenics program <laughs> against against the, right. the undesirable chord. I mean, it, you know, but it's like, <laughs> but, but but this is where things get really like, especially with online culture now, like people just straw man stuff or like exaggerate stuff to the point where it's like making these points that are like kind of funny or amusing, but like kind of silly if you take it to this point where you're like look man like 
uh, you know, either you're a co- you know, either you're a communist artistically, which means nothing's better than anything else. And there's no quality control or you're a fascist, which is okay. the cool, which is the cool thing. Cause like, let's face it. You know what I'm saying? Like, let, let's face it. If to say that anything is beautiful is inherently fascist and that's tough and awesome because we have to eugenically crush the bad chord progression. Like, like pe- people just take shit to just this absurd like absurd levels that are like funny. They're like funny to hear someone spin off that way, but it's like dog, like a war on beauty. I mean, is there really a war? I mean, like, no, you know what I mean? Like, but, 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 you know, it's like exaggerating this thing of noticing where it's like, okay, yeah. People have a distrust of truth and beauty as an idea, et cetera, you know? Um, Yeah. And I don't want to like, I don't think I come at it from this super historical perspective. And maybe it's just the water I swim in. I was raised Roman Catholic. So like, sure, I certainly have expectations about beauty, et cetera. Um, but I like to think that I've looked at enough art across culture where I'm not like, I don't even, I don't, it's like I make Renaissance paintings, you know, like yeah, I, I can tell what it, and I know that within an oceanic society, like when they're making these beautiful sculptures that there's someone standing there being like, that one's a piece of shit and, <laughs> and you've got to do better. Or that one's being burnt. Like humans, I don't know how. And this is the problem with art school is like it's over overly rational, which is like a valid critique of like an overly, I'm saying masculine in like this this mental way. Like everything needs to be kind of measured and and figured out. Yeah. Uh, and there's a loss of just like intuition as a valid uh, mode of making. Because like at the end of the day, you're going to go into a classroom for six hours and critique each other's work. And a lot of people did default to just like, oh, I like it because it looks nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not valid either. You know, like there's no that's just a lack of understanding how to express your intuition. I think yes. a lack of a lack of care. Um, so yeah. none, of, none of these things are bad. It's just about, you know, there's so many metaphors about like where reason is put versus emotion which one is driving which one yeah uh, but but people do tend to polarize it to a very extreme degree like you're saying where it's just like there's probably a place for all these ways of thinking in the pursuit of beauty and truth i don't think it's simple uh otherwise it wouldn't be worthwhile yeah uh but i just think you know i, I ran a gallery as well and and it was much more figurative work and a lot of the artists I worked with, they weren't like by any means religious or I would say willing to say like, this is their belief system, but they certainly were touching on like spiritualism, which I don't even know what the fuck that is. Honest, It seems like I've heard it described in a funny way, like to be spiritual is basically like you want the upside without the rules. Like yep, you want, yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, yeah. And it means, yeah. Well, I was going to say it means nothing. It's stupid. I'm not going to say that because I, I can't, you know, I say stuff with using religious language that I, I have to admit I'm not walking the walk exactly, you know, sure, sure, uh, sure. but, but yes, yes, yes. You want the upside without the, without the rules. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's like some interesting Chesterton ideas about like, I don't know if you ever read GK Chesterton. Uh, I know he's conservative, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> he is. Uh, yeah. I guess he is. I don't know what his politics are. He's just like, okay. has very interesting assessment of Christianity okay. and how, yeah, deep. and and how, um, 
like fairy tale logic is more appropriate to describe life than any other logic that has been asserted. And like the idea that, you know, in fairy tales, you, you, you can have all of this if you just don't do this one arbitrary thing, you know, and then the, oftentimes the, the person does that one arbitrary thing. But for me, like that is an accurate description of life in a weird way. Um, that like, it isn't always clear why you shouldn't whatever, eat the apple or, uh-huh. or do this thing, but there is a rule. There are rules somehow with real repercussions that aren't always easy to talk about or logically explain. I just think that idea, they, there's a chapter in his book about that. And it's like, it just highlights the beauty, the beauty of life and it's, it's very surreal nature. Mm. Um, in other words, like to him, it's like, why would an apple tree apple? Like that's surreal enough to destroy any logic based materialist argument. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how can I you kind begin? of, yes, I do kind of, yeah, I think I get this. I'm going to have to read this, but yeah. yeah it's yeah. kind of like, there's no foothold to start with these logical assertions at times when, when talking about the highest things. And I think yeah. that's the problem that run, you run into an in art school. Cause you're trying to justify uh, 90% of the time, fine artists are trying to justify work that isn't of any value. It doesn't uh, have a certain objective value, I think. Um, and then they, they, they lay conceptual things on top to try to validate it. Um, I also yeah. think you can inflate the prices of things that are more opaque. Um, like if you can tell the masses that this thing is really interesting and they don't get why I think you can price it through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so this you, emperor's yeah. new clothes shit in the room of nobody likes the thing, but everyone's like willing to pay top yeah. dollar or something. You know? How many great artists are you going to get in a decade? Probably not. Like, I don't even, I have a weird belief that you don't, we don't get more great artists. It's a fixed rate. It's a fixed number. There's more people who call themselves artists, <laughs> but I don't know why I feel this way, but I just think there's some like cosmic ratio of greatness <laughs> and it doesn't change. And yeah, yeah. no, no, I feel this. Yeah. This is, yeah, 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 yeah. I like, I like this idea. Yeah. I mean, I just like with, with music that's in a sort of art, art music realm where it's like funded by, well, see, the thing is the art world is funded by actual people buying the stuff, which is not as True. much the case with like, you know, experiment, quote unquote, experimental music, but like music, you know, yeah. Music that is, uh, you know, uh, supposedly challenging, difficult, largely instrumental music that is funded by institutions and grants and stuff like that. You know, some of the some of the artists and musicians, like it'll be, you'll like see who's like getting a, a grant, like the grant money or the fellowship, and it'll be like someone making this most like beautiful, amazing work, and then someone making just like just complete dog shit, and it's like they're both like they're not like um like the the person making the beautiful work getting the grant they're like it seems like they're getting it not because of the beauty but because they were able to generate some kind of discourse around it and the blurb and the artist statement and the you know my work seeks to deal with blah 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 you know it's yeah. like okay here's here's why it's good because you my work's dealing with blah 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 someone else is like my work's dealing with blah 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 they're like that's interesting too but like you know what i'm saying like the work is the, the, the actual beauty is like not but there's a lot of beautiful music being made that maybe gets attention for stupid reasons, but like is beautiful, you know? So it's like, that's a thing. It's like, sometimes I look at this institutional stuff, the way, the way these mechanisms work. And I'm like, yeah, it's like, so jive the way, uh, like, you know, the, the, 
people's priorities and the way things get attention, but throughout it all, there's always people making beautiful work, you know, like, uh, yeah. And it's hard to know without the great filter of, of time. If it like, like maybe this, maybe this shit always happened. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there was times where classical musicians who were shit, um, were, were hot shit for a decade. And then we literally don't know who they are. I don't know. Yeah, um, maybe. I mean, I know there were little pockets of time. They're like little pockets of time where Bach was considered like kind of like overly intellectual and like sort of like not he like wasn't considered the greatest. You know, I know there was sort of like there were little like 20 year, 30 year periods, you know, where composers, when he was alive, when he was alive or no. I mean, maybe right after. I don't know. I don't know all the timeline on this and stuff, but I mean, I, I yeah. Is this an is this an assertion that makes any sense? Like uh, that he's the greatest musician to you? Because <laughs> um, it makes sense to a lot of musicians I know who I respect deeply. Like I said, the Hesse book, this hypothetical a, society is based on this idea. You know? Yeah, man, that is such a um, goddamn. That's a hard question <laughs> to answer. No, because because well. Obviously, I think it's a legitimate enough idea that I didn't just say no immediately. And I said, um, so that already tells you like <laughs> that already shows you like that. I'm right. Like in a certain area of like, because a lot of people you would ask would be like, dude, all Bach was, was this historically uh, contingent moment in a certain culture and that culture is over and there's nothing objectively good or bad about him. He, he just, you can look at his music and you can see in it, the uh, material forces and uh, cultural things that led to its production. And there's nothing higher about it. Right. I would not be that person who would say that having said that though, the, okay. The idea that he made the greatest music of all time is I, I here's here's my take. I okay. wish I could think that. Okay. I, I want my life would be a lot simpler <laughs> if I thought that. If I if I listened to Bach as much as I've listened to Morbid Angel and Wu Tang, like it just life would be a lot simpler, man. Because I get I see here's what it is. I understand Bach enough to see how one would call it the greatest music of all time. Like I, I, I yeah. get it enough because I'm a composer and I perceive it. But as far as spiritually, you know, I, as much as I love these ideas of like the higher beauty standards and there's certain things are ugly and certain things are beautiful and we need these higher value. Like as much as I believe that, um, I'm too fragmented and affected by the world that we live in. And perhaps, perhaps I can in my, perhaps I can perceive this greatness of Bach, but my attention span has been shredded to some, to some extent, maybe even neurologically that, <laughs> uh, that, that I no, like, you know what I'm saying? That like, I, that, that I can see that it's the greatest music of all time, but I just have just did my brain is too fucked, uh, to, to be able to access it. And so they're like, I have to listen to like uh punk rock or whatever, or like, or like, or jazz where it's like maybe the same level of like the same kernel level of brilliance, but like, isn't fleshed out uh, in that like methodical 18th century way. 
And it's like that same kernel of genius is just splattered in this like fucked up 20th century way where it's all like improvised and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I I've, I've like, I've like gotten so much more from John Coltrane's music. Uh, as you can see behind me that I'm trying to point with my finger to the John Coltrane <laughs> poster. Um, you know, I've gotten way more from John Coltrane than I have right. from, uh, you know, the classical masters, I've probably gotten more from Depeche Mode than I have from John Coltrane, man. It's like, and, and, you know, if we're talking about this kind of, you know, I, like I'm obsessed with the idea of good and bad and hierarchy and lesser and less, <laughs> more greater and lesser and obsessed. more and more as I get older, I'm obsessed with this thing of like, what makes something good? Why can't we codify this? Like, you know, um, but I'm not coming from a culture where things are unified enough that I can sit here and tell you, well, box the best. Here's why other music has those same qualities, but they don't fulfill it in the same way. It's like, it's too, people used to say postmodern. I don't, that's not so much of a, like a designation anymore, but um, yeah, man, I wish I came from a culture and had a, uh, had a self that had enough integrity to sincerely tell you that I think that Bach is the greatest composer right, right. of all time. That's, that's why, you know what I mean? But we live in hell, man. It's like, I can't. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I asked because my, I interviewed my friend Dory, who's a great musician and he had a composer when he was in college, a, a guy came in and, and he just like sat down and basically said like everything after Bach is shit. And like, don't try, like just stop. Um, and Dory at the time was offended, obviously, because you, you're after him. And but then he, <laughs> but now he's like, he actually pretty much thinks that. Um, and I don't think he thinks it from a personal perspective. What we were, what we were discussing is I feel there's this weird objectivity to music, uh, that doesn't exist in art. There's like this weird mathematical nature where I would accept a qualitative best art, uh, musician, but I couldn't sit here and even remotely tell you who the best fine, like, visual painter or whatever it is Doesn't sure even, i think of like two dozen at the same time um but i just think it's a funny idea i, I always thought it was funny that like the best shit ever could have been made before you yeah it's like you're 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 not gonna make it and it's not coming up and i think we have this weird notion of pro progress where we think oh no we're always on the tip of the linear like yeah spear and it's only going to get like we're going to hear all the best music there's probably ancient lost music that i mean you can't even obviously imagine um and like you said maybe we do live in hell culturally i don't know um but it's possible because there's cosmic cycles i think that it's not like the universe or whatever you want to call it is interested in the fact that we are alive at this moment experiencing the highest upswing of civilization like we can be a in a downswing of, of culture. I think that's possible, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hell, it's not a big <laughs> deal. Thank you. Yeah. 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 No, that's, <laughs> that's the kind of, yeah. Um, yeah, I know hell. I just love saying we live in hell. It's just like a funny, it's to be, there's just something about that. That's just so extreme that I like saying it, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, decay. Yeah. I think it's coming in cycles for sure. You know, I, I think, um, it's like how often I think people express the idea that they're at the bottom of a cycle, like in, intellectually, but I don't think they very often think or feel that way. 
I think, yeah. and maybe it's just me. I'm like inherently optimistic or something, but there's this feeling that you're moving towards something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I have like a, yeah, my, I have a very conflicted, weird way of thinking about this, this, this thing of like objectively good versus subjectively just historical, you know, cause it's, yeah, it's just like, um, yeah, like, uh, well, also we're saying we, we are in a down cycle, right? There's no, yeah, there's no yeah. we really. I mean, there is also like, there are, um, this gets at the limit of what I can articulate or this gets at the limit of what I can think or really touch with my mind. But I mean, I, I do have a sort of, uh, I'm not super interested in like transhumanism or, or that kind of thing. I'm not really interested in it, like to read about, but the way things have accelerated, you know, technologically the past few hundred years, it's like, it's almost insane to think about like, well, things come in cycles and the things are going to come back around. It's like, there is this thing of like, you know, I wouldn't call it, you could call it progress or you could call it decay, but you know, this is as far as just empirically what's going on. I mean, it would seem that there's just this like accelerated, just take off of, of stuff since box time, basically uh, that is tearing humanity apart. And like, you know, the future is not some like return of the past, nor is it progress. It's just some shit that's off the, it's off the. Uh, you think it's uh, new? Uh, yeah, That's I mean, cool. I, I well, we'll just just. I mean, there are just certain things that the way things are going is just like beyond what I can think. It's beyond the thinkable. Like you can't think about what it's like to be what a human being is going to be in a hundred years. Like that's not even. Like, you know, it's not even like people are going to be doing, it's like, there's no people. It's something like, yeah, I don't know, you know, but, but, but this is the thing that's, that's not appealing to me. That's what I think when we start talking about the future, yeah. that's what I think of, but I don't enjoy that. I'm not attracted to those kind of aesthetics. Um, obviously, you know, transhumanist um, aesthetics. Yeah, not really in like tech. I mean, my stuff's very low tech. I mean, I don't know. There's all these ironies, man. There's all these ironies. And this is why people think I'm, I, you know, or maybe they correctly think I have these very like reactionary tendencies. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I want to think that things were better in the middle ages. I want to think that things were better at these times in the past. Of course, the middle ages were kind of a down cycle in a way. Right. I mean, really it's like antiquity. Well, but... You're going to be really reactionary, but like there's just, there's stuff that I wish I could think. And I don't really think, Okay, but yeah, I, I wish, you. I you know what I mean? I mean, what's the alternative? Like, I think there's hubris to being like, uh, we here have the best ideas because it's happening right now. There's clearly ideas of the past that are superior to our ideas and vice versa. I don't yeah. know how that couldn't be true. I don't know what could be more arrogant than thinking everyone in the past was just a fucking idiot. Right. And, no, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, and no, all totally, the, all yeah. their systems were stupid and backwards and we have just been slowly improving on that. I don't even, it doesn't even make sense to me because there's no monolith probably of medieval people. I'm sure there's medieval people who were atheists. Also true. Who, yes. Who believed, who were devout and probably majority are just right in the middle. Mm -hmm. who Probably don't give a flying fuck, but are immersed culturally in a thing. You know, they're not thinking about maybe like on in their free time god or something yeah yeah no yeah the more the more distant you are from something in time or even just socially or you know 
uh, even in the present. It's like the more distant you are from something, the more it appears like a monolith. Whereas when you're there for something, you see yeah. all the fractiousness and the you know the the fault lines and the heterogeneity and the infighting and and, and whatnot. Well, I think that's what's interesting to me about. I don't the the idea that progress is actually a, a refinement over time, and that there ha, there is a required respect for the past aspects of the past that you have to because it's taken a long time to build, but you have to continue that tradition in a new way. It sounds paradoxical, but as long as it's not contradictory, I think there's two. Those are two different things: contradictory and paradoxical. That like that's what good art is. Uh, there's art that feels way too concerned with destroying all of the past, and it has no substance. And then there's art that just feels like a continuation uh, yeah. of a tradition, which I I have more and more respect for. Like some person who just wants to carry Spanish guitar through this century or whatever. Like that is so beyond as a suburban dude. Like I can't imagine what that feels like it probably yeah. feels good um we i didn't used to res- i didn't used to respect that when i was all like punk you know like <laughs> it wasn't innovative enough per se no i feel you i feel you um yeah someone i can't remember the quote uh yeah it's like um tradition is not uh what is it like tra- like tradition tradition is not ashes to be collected it's it's embers to be fanned or something like okay that, right right it's it's that's like, cool right yeah it's like a fire it's a fire to be preserved not ashes to be collected um, tra- and uh, Chesterton has a funny one tra- tradition is the democracy of the dead I've heard that yes yeah. yes I've heard that um, very yes. interesting it, it's like the past is the past able to like dissent you know uh, uh, against you know, some modern idea, right? Um, yeah, do yeah, they, it's, it's, or it's do, so, do the dead, do the dead have a vote? You know, yeah. does, does the, do the middle ages people have a vote now? You know, they kind of did or do in a kind of chaotic way, I think, but um, it's evoking this bad scene from Lord of the Rings three <laughs> film. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually haven't seen any of the, uh, it's the not, it's not Rings good. Movie. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's there's, also, yeah. there's people who call Lord of the Rings fascistic. It doesn't even make sense. So, Tolkien, oh. or do you see that? Do you see that? Uh, yeah, but I'm not. You do, but I'm not mad about it. Well, I mean, well, well, he was just known for being like, I guess, like, there's like a racial component with the different like, hobbits or whatever the fuck. He but stated he, that explicitly. Um, I, I think so. I, yeah. Oh, I, well, really? Well, I don't think I, I, <laughs> I don't know what the basis is, but it's not. I, it's not just people looking to cancel people because they're bored. I mean, there is something about uh, oh, right. like his stuff. But I mean, well, dude, it's fascist. I mean, everything before democracy is fascist i mean everything before 1789 is basically hitler like king arthur is fucking hitler you know frederick the great (laughs) is hitler i mean you know what i'm saying like i mean it's like realistically so that's why like the politics of this stuff like i I do just have a certain bemused like like uh thing with a lot of this um yeah i mean a lot of the people yeah yeah a lot of the people who are into like um no that's not true that's not true I was, I was going to say a lot of people who are interested in these like early music and like ancient music aesthetics are, are, are super reactionary and fascistic. That's actually not true. It's just that people who are like that online use yeah. the, like marble bust thing, you know, which is kind of like made, you know, I was like, well, that was never the point of what I'm trying to do, but like, you know, 
um, with the middle ages and stuff, but yeah. Um, but yeah, democracy of the dead. That is very, very interesting. Yeah. I, I had heard that, but I, uh, I, I had, well, yeah, it came as a shock to me when I just, and I, and when I say realize, I mean the term very literally, like what it sounds like and is, uh, like when I realized the people before me of the past were not all just idiots, but I think genuinely I walked around like in my twenties, like, like just assuming that somehow that right, right, they right. were just wrong that entire billions of people or millions, it's definitely billions, like just simply we're wrong. We're right. doing something wrong and it's my time to do it right. Whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy idea. I mean, I think once you acknowledge <laughs> no, it, is. Yeah. 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 Once yeah. you go there, you, you go there, like you think about how, where we are in comparison to the rest of the past. And it, you have to basically rethink and give credence to everything in the past and say, no, this is a bad idea. Okay. This seems to be a good one. This is a bad idea. And that's yeah. a long fucking process. And it's a lot harder than just being reactionary or. Yeah, you know. no, no, totally. Yeah. Well, Cause yeah, I mean, it's easy to, yeah. Right. On one, the one hand it's facile to be like, um, yeah, everyone in the past was both dumb and evil and now we're on the right track, right? That's totally fast. But then it's also, you know, you get the other side where, yeah, people are like, you know, it's like the seventies and it's like, like, I don't know, like, uh, maybe women should be allowed to get, have their own credit cards or like some, like some, like very reasonable progressive thing. And then it's right. like, well, you know, it, it was for the ancient Spartans. I mean, it was good enough for that. Like, you know, just <laughs> these, these like things of like, so you just think it was, you think that was like working just cause they had it in the past and like, you're not hearing anyone complaining about it. So therefore, Oh yeah. Therefore that's the, the Spartan vote uh, in the democracy of the dead, the Spartan vote is like, no, like women shouldn't have credit cards. Like, you know, it's like that, that's like the other side of just like absurd, uh, you know, reactionary, like whatever. Um, I think it's especially a weird phenomenon when like you love the aesthetics of a a time or a place that may have been horrible. There's something like, I wouldn't say offensive, but because clearly those people aren't walking around like, this is fucking awesome. Like medieval times, we all wear like cloaks and shit and, And it's like cool looking, you know, like they're just living. Um, Do you ever have that sensation with like the mining of medieval things? Like, well, you know, I mean, the mining of medieval things, that's that's the thing. I mean, that should appeal to me on such a pure, like aesthetic level before I even knew what anything represented or meant before I even, you know, I literally would hear that 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 was one record around the house that my dad would play just on Christmas. And (laughs) we're not even Christian. This is a Jewish guy, but it's just like, Oh, we're doing Christmas. I have this weird, you know? So it's like my, my like engagement with that was so pre any point or narrative or history or, uh, you know, but then, but, but then, um, but then do, you know, being, (laughs) being medieval (laughs) and keeping on with the medieval thing, it's like through the years. Yeah. It's like, I do have this, there's this thing, you know, it's like, it's so, my love of the aesthetics is so sincere and really is for the most high. But then I, on top of that, there are, there is this like humor and irony to me about like, I mean, just to like playfully think that it was better in, in some horrible time, like just, just to like, I mean, just to be, just to, to like witness some shit on the internet or just hear somebody say something or just like it's some social dynamic and i'm just like maybe it would be better to die from the black death at age 30 than to listen to this fucking conversation like i mean just (laughs) just just like 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 actually trying that thought on 
for, for size. You know what I mean? Just being like, you know, just being like, man, like, I still don't know if I want kids, man. I'm like 43, like, you know, like, uh, like, you know, should I get a dog like this kind of shit? And just being like, I should be dead from battle by now. <laughs> like, like, you know, like just, just right, the right, most like right, LARPing right. shit, but j- just as a way to like, but not to be so simple minded that you like try to do that now. Cause then you become some school shooter or something, you know what I mean? But like, which would never have, that would never have been noble, even in ancient Sparta, you know, to go in and shoot up a fucking school. But like, it's never been, there would be, there's no yeah. context. I believe objectively it would be noble. Yeah. No, no one ever, no one ever thought that, you know what I mean? But it's like, but, but I do think people lose their mind with modernity. It it just like, you don't even know what to do with it. So you're just like, we've lost the power of glory of dying in this and that, like, you know, or people who like never have, who've never served in the military and never would. So they get on some sick fantasies and shit, whatever. I'm kind of, I'm kind of spiraling off to like shit. That's I'm drifting a little bit, drifting a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, but, but, but bring it, bringing it back just to like, I do realizing the absurdity of like pining for a time that you weren't there for. And you know, was horrible in a million ways. I still find it like refreshing and to kind of like in a perverse, but there's a sincerity to it also to just think about what's been lost, man. I mean, that, 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 that's what, uh, you know, this song on the new extra life record that, uh, that, you know, what's been lost. I mean, it's very, it is like this thing of like, even if we think X, Y, and Z has been better, has gotten better or something, even if we think it's better, even if we like the fact that you don't die at 34, I still want to ask what's been lost. I still want to ask what have we traded, you know, for, for living to 80 years old. You know, the idea that you don't have to be a heterosexual man who provides for a family, you know, I like that you don't have to still something's been lost by, you know, things that even things that are good, you know, it's like, what did we trade for the thing that's good? So that's why I enjoy this thing about like, I I always find myself in a semi joking way being like, well, in the middle ages, we wouldn't have, you know, like in conversation of people are like, dude, just shut up. And I'm like, well, I don't literally mean, but it's, well, it could be illuminating, you know, the democracy, even the democracy of the dead, even if certain of those dead people get outvoted, (laughs) That's right. And we, and we do exactly. give the woman, we do give the woman the credit card and we do let you take the hormones and be trans. And like, we do all the things, but it's like being like, well, it's interesting to listen to a little medieval man, uh, dissenting against modernity, even if we decide he's wrong, you know, like, I don't know. Oh yeah. I mean, like there's a lot of McLuhan ideas about like, like certain technologies get left behind or certain ways of thinking, but they've reemerged. So doesn't even mean like that's like saying because uh album didn't get enough listens it's not good but like there are probably ideas of the past that will resurface that didn't win the votes of the dead you know they just simply or for like fair power reasons socioeconomic reasons they just didn't emerge so it's right. definitely much more like soiled turning or something um with so- soiled turning i just mean soil turning over oh, and over. soil yes 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 that's yeah, a yeah. I, I like soiled turning <laughs> yeah 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 no but that's, i just uh, had, yeah. i just had a thought about uh no i think like like city pop that japanese pop you know that, that not shit. really i don't really is that what they call j-pop or it's a different uh, no this is like a if I'm, i may be wrong i think it's like 80s japanese almost like 
they're almost like imagining life in America in the eighties, but they kind of don't get it. <laughs> I think there's a lot of cool stuff that occurs in that mistranslation and miscommunication. So even if you're like yearning for some abstracted medieval period, it's still interesting because you're not there. You're not going to produce what you would if you were there. Uh, you're stuck here and you're projecting out there. Yeah. So I think that act is always kind of cool in, in some ways. As long as it doesn't like damage one's psyche, I feel like if you have enough detachment or non-attachment to the idea, like you're not waking up in the middle of the night wishing you were in medieval Italy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, you know, yeah. Yeah, see, it's the thing. I was going to say, like, they would have eaten me for breakfast in medieval Italy. It's like, no, actually, I would have had a gig and, uh, you know, I'd probably be doing a similar thing, you know. But, um, but Is yeah. Is that what you imagine? <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably. Yeah, medieval Italy. Well, I'd probably be lending money and shit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like um, it's uh, it's definitely yeah. You don't have to choose between like oh, are, is is history just this linear thing of progress, or is it this like cyclical decay thing, or is it just these discontinuous blocks that don't have anything to do with each other? It's like it's not like you have to choose exactly. I mean, you know, it's it sort of is all of those things, right? Yeah. Um, in, 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 in certain ways, you know, like, I mean, we're all left in this weird place of like choosing a pastiche of our elders. And I often ask artists like, who is, who is judging you from on high? Because there is really no clear cultural judge. So like, I think typically people have, like, I have artists mostly dead, some living and peers that I need to gain the respect of to know I'm like just in a certain reality of, of growth, I guess. So maybe for you, you just got a, uh, you know, a couple medieval dudes up there and then you have Wu Tang, et cetera. I don't know. I can't speak for you, but yeah, yeah, there's, I'm yeah. sure there's like people up there, you know, on the upper balcony that you seek well, the respect of. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. No, I mean, I do have these artists in mind. I mean, I do believe in like heroism, you know, and like looking at people as heroes, you know, I think that's important. Um, that's, a, that's, I don't know, you probably get in trouble for even saying that in some, some way. Um, I would agree. I think like the person who reduces an artist to their time period as like, they're just like ma materially aggregating shit as if they didn't have some spark of genius or her her heroism. That's a total bullshit, and I think usually comes from people who are very envious or and suck at what they do. <laughs> yeah. Often, yes, yes, yeah, often yeah. in the same field. Like, do I love the thinking about the idea like that? Mobius, Miyazaki, etc., are all greater than me by magnitudes of. I don't even. I can't measure that. No, but I mean. It's the thing you come to realize, I think, in your 30s. Like, you're not the best artist. You're not going to be. There's tears to this thing. Yeah, yeah. And there's geniuses. And that sucks for some people, I guess, because <laughs> they they want to be that. They can't appreciate yeah. that. It's funny, yeah. I mean, yeah, you get to this point where you're just like, uh, you're just like, well, really all I need is just to know that I am like the genuine article of someone who is genuinely serving this high, you know, it just justifies the whole affair. It, it is funny that I was talking to my friend about how it's like, you know, there, there was this like 
I didn't notice it at a certain sudden turning point, but I was remembering, I was like, oh yeah, when I was 16, I was like one of the most talented people that I knew. And I didn't necessarily think I was a genius, but I was like, it hasn't been proven one way or the other yet. So I was like, I could (laughs) still be a genius. Like it hasn't, the ship has not sailed, you know? Right. And then, but I didn't have the arrogance of really being like, I'm a fucking genius, but I, but you know, there's that thing. And then you get, get through your twenties and you're like, oh, okay. Right. So I'm not, like, you know, it's a, but it's not like that humbling. It's not some sudden moment of like fall from grace or something. I don't need to be a genius to do what I do, but it is just something funny. I was like, oh yeah, I didn't always know that I'm not a genius. <laughs> like it just sort of sunk in over time because you just meet more and more people who yeah, are like exactly. deeper, who are deeper than you and that you have no shame in yeah. just, or maybe a little, but like, but you know, there's like no ego. It's like not even an ego blow to just be like, yo, like he's got it. She's got it. It's a hero, you know, and not just John Coltrane, some guy from like, you know, years past, but literally just people I know. Yeah. Who are just deeper, you know? I mean, there aren't that many, there aren't that, <laughs> but they are there. They're fucking there for sure. It's just you know, like, I know sport, you know, in sports, that's the easiest thing to realize. And you realize that around, like, I think around high school, you could be like, I was born faster than the five kids I went to Catholic school with. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so like I, I could burn them and I didn't earn it. Like, I guess then I realized certain kids were earning it in like eighth grade in high school. Like they were trying to be soccer players. Right. And I had no interest in either, but I was spoiled in some sense, but like I had no interest in earning it. I was just like, I was right. given this thing. We should only be measured by what we were given. It's a pathetic mentality, but I think in sports you run into this all the time. It's like, yeah, the, the level of the worst NBA basketball player is so much better <laughs> than, than like so many people who think they're amazing at basketball. Right, right, right. And it's fine to say LeBron James is like, I guess you could say a genius in this. And I don't think that means any, I don't think that has any fascistic implication. Although maybe the word is so perverted because all I know is about the merger of the state and the corporate interest. That's how I would use the term. But right. uh, it's been so like, twisted i don't know if it but you, mean, you, you mean even using the word genius or or you mean just, Gen- just yeah yeah i mean if we're talking about like high and low and yeah, and different yeah, yeah. genius i've seen so many articles about how we have to stop i think the last i mean i've read many on different people but i think it was about kanye um and it was just like we have to stop calling kanye a genius or some shit i didn't even i couldn't even like Right. You I know. mean, there's no way a genius could be an asshole. Right. I mean, it's impossible. <laughs> right. I mean, he said stuff that was gross. He must not be a genius. I mean, these are people who hate art. I mean, they fucking hate. They so, yeah, there is a there is a war on beauty. God damn it. <laughs> no, I don't know. But uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not, <laughs> you know, it's it's I have a lot of educators in my family and you, edu- you know, you teach people, too. I don't think it's, I don't want to be hyperbolic, but I think there is like a, an effect that happens in a democracy where things become democratized. And uh, I think there is a loss of appreciation for some of the higher achievers in certain spheres because yeah. it, go, it kind of goes against the idea sometimes. 
like if you look at it very superficially being equal, I think some people think that means like we have inherently equal um, exterior value. Whereas I think it's much more like a spiritual idea that has implication via law, obviously, but like it doesn't mean that LeBron James and me are this are equal at basketball. Uh, right. It, right. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. I, yeah. A lot of education. I have to hear it all the time because my mom is a teacher and I've again, other people like it is definitely true that the pursuit of excellence and the heroic, I think is, is diminished but I don't know if it's like some grand conspiracy. It might be. The no, result. no, no. Yeah. yeah. That's the, well, that's where you get really demented where you're like, right. it's a conspiracy and people like, guess who's doing the conspiracy. So shut up. Right. Dude. No, it's a technological, yeah, yeah. it's probably a technological thing. Um, Cause you can yeah. kind of outsource certain, like my thing is I, I believe we're going to outsource thinking via AI soon. Like just like, and I mean like poetic thinking even, and you and like the future people are just going to be really boring individuals when apart from their machines because you're already seeing that and i think that's partially what happened in the the 2010s like i just think more i i i do feel that people are generally more and more boring <laughs> um and that's a problem spiritually i think yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's, I mean, people are more uh, risk averse for right, sure. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah. You know, like, um, I mean, heroism typically is about facing some kind of risk, uh, which maybe isn't necessarily the way I view like John Coltrane or the Rizzo or whoever. You know, I don't necessarily think of them. It's facing risk, but there is this thing of like heroic deeds, you know, uh, that, um, but yeah, yeah, people being very risk averse. I mean, yeah, it's like, but then, yeah, it's like, you know, no one's going to riot at your at your concert anymore based on just aesthetics, you know? No one's, I mean, Stravinsky was like, there was a riot because of the fucking sounds that he was using. Like his writing for bassoon and oboe caused people to just fucking brawl. I mean, can you imagine, like, Nowadays, the only thing you can do to start anything like that is to say stuff like Kanye says. And even that doesn't even start a brawl. It's just people are mad for like a day and they're like, stop calling him a genius. And then just the media cycles over and it's just, just like done, you know? So, yeah, I mean, that's a cool idea that, yeah, like it would be more interesting if cancel culture was aesthetic like that. Dude, I, I say it, I say yeah. it all the time. <laughs> like with, um, I mean, dude, yeah, in like the jazz era and Again, I'm not saying let's bring it back, but not saying let's bring it back, but let's at least address what's been lost. My phrase is like, yeah, dude, I mean, my, Miles Davis and, and and Charlie Parker, man, I mean, they would like not all the time, but I mean, there are stories of them like beating people up after gigs just for playing some bullshit on the horn, just right, by right, being right. like you got up on stage. You hadn't done your homework. Your shit sucks. It's a, it's a it's a disrespect to everyone in this community. You're standing on the shoulders of giants and you're failing. Like, like get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know, like with physical violence. You know, I'm not saying we should do that, but right, like you said, if cancel culture were aesthetic, just being like, but but the thing is, it is though. It is because it's this where like morality and aesthetics. Like, you know, Kanye says some ugly, like bigoted stuff. It's like basically people are like, that's ugly. You know, I mean, they try to make it like it harms people. It's like, yes, but even the moral thing of like, it's wrong to harm people. 
ultimately that's an aesthetic judgment you know it's like it is yeah, ugly. Yeah. it's ugly it's ugly to do that you know i'm so. using it in a more narrow because i agree like i think it's more moral by my estimation but i'm trying to be more narrow definitionally like i actually think presidents tend to be elected by aesthetics at this point nobody knows you ask most people about the policies of, of trump and, and biden they have no fucking clue know, but they, a- they know the aesthetics of what they see no, and no, totally. Yeah, yeah. Now, the reason I think it's different is like, I don't think that means they have a refined aesthetic sensibility. I think it means that they're operating on like the vanity of the, of what's being seen, the surface. Yeah. So that's what's weird about art, I think, is it's simultaneously the most vain yet deepest. So it's like a very, so talking about it can get, can get difficult. Yeah. Um, but there, yeah, there's stories of painters fighting each other over just theory. Um, I know you're not going to fucking, you're not going to see that again, or maybe no. you will, but yeah, nowadays, dude. Yeah. Post-World War II classical composers at Darmstadt, man, the modernist shit. I mean, it's like, yeah, your process stuff that like mattered to people, man. It was like polemics, throwing stuff, man. You know? Yeah. It's so, I mean, it's awesome. I, I'm, <laughs> I think, yeah, it's, dude, yeah, I think the, it's just reverence. It's respect. Like I was saying about the music, like, I don't think people can even like fathom like that level of it's not about some weird um, like bias or something. It's, it is a recognition of of an objective goal. I think, you know, they wouldn't be beating the fuck out of a dude who, if they were like, well, that's just how you play notes. Yeah. 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 It's just the way you play today. (laughs) They're like pointing towards something. And they're not doing it right if they're beating the shit out of a guy. But, um, but some pressure, some pressure should be applied. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I, I just. Mean, I'm just thinking about like a book of these stories because it would be very interesting to read. Like these kind of clashes over just aesthetics. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. This isn't just a, man. I yes. Yeah. It's harder and harder to codify what makes something good or bad. But but I'm committed to the idea, man. This is not this art music. It's not just about what you can fucking get away with, man. You know what I mean? And it, it's like, and that is what you know. Um, yeah, it's not uh, a game. It's not a game, man. You know, it's it's. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's briefly talk about your YouTube channel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's kind of interesting to me. Like I started this podcast, I don't know, like a year ago or so. Yeah. Mostly it was just like talking to, to different artists and that's it. There's no complex reason. Um, I think living in a suburb of New Jersey, like I need to extend my tendrils one way or another, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm not like by no means an explosive extrovert, but I do find it necessary to talk to humans who are interesting, but what was the first off it's called, it's called last things. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is this apocalyptic Christian thing, which I am not, but it's clearly something about it means something to me, but yeah. How did that, uh, come about? How did I start doing that? Um, well, it's funny because it, it, it was actually right before COVID. So I didn't, it, it wasn't, born yeah. of covid although i think perhaps i intuited something that was that was uh um you know about to happen because <clears throat> i do believe in you know psychism and stuff like that um so i i uh but yeah i started doing it well it's almost like just culturally i felt like 
I had these takes on things, reactions to things, ideas about art that were not, or music that were not fleshed out enough to write essays on because I'm not trying to be a writer. Although I have written some essays and stuff that I take, you know, very seriously, but just time, you know, time-wise, discipline-wise, I'm not enough of a cultural critic or enough of a serious, you know, thinker guy to be like, I'm going to flesh out all these ideas, but it's like, I care enough to want to get the opinions out there, especially because YouTube is just like, so I was almost negatively inspired by just how dumb all the takes on YouTube and Twitter and just the internet. Just, I, I, I'm just like, I, this amount and degree of wrongness, I have to do my two cents, man. I, I can't, it's like, it just counteracting uh, stupidity or whatever. And I was like, you know what? And I was also inspired by a couple of people like, uh, well, through the kind of philosophy online thing, uh, this yeah. guy, J- Justin Murphy, I don't know if you know his channel. No. Um, he's gone in different directions that some of which I'm, less or more interested in but at the time he was doing a lot of stuff about like Deleuze and and uh certain like you know uh Bataille and stuff so I was kind of inspired by that but um yeah I just thought it would be a way to be like uh to yeah just 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 have my little takes but explain them a little better because I, I was like okay there's a little more nuance it's it's easier to express nuance if I kind of run my mouth for five minutes and you hear the way I say something and I can do, right. um, but this, but that, but although this, uh, even literally like verbal cadence and like hand gestures and shit, I mean, you know, that affects what's being said. So I'm like, all right, this is a, this is a way for me to like think about what's going on culturally in a way that is deeper than sending out cute little tweets, uh, that are, that are, utterly unnuanced you know that's like deeper than that but not as rigorous as like i'm a writer now you know yes um so that was the initial impetus just to think in public a little bit and just be like is this this landing for everyone am i am i an asshole or what you know there's like a little what has what has the result been uh very positive man people people are, are very into it man i mean the people who are into it are very into it i get i get uh yeah, yeah, it's good. I, I, get, I, I get, it. I get messages. I appreciate that. I'm really psyched that you, uh, yeah. I like what you're doing here, man. I, I really appreciate being uh, asked on the, on the, on the show, man. I, I, uh, yeah, I feel like we're very much, uh, on, on a wave, uh, yeah, yeah. similar wavelength with a lot of things. Um, but yeah, so just starting to do that YouTube, then it's like, from then I was like, well, actually, you know what, like aside from just little opinions and little rants and stuff, it's like, I actually have like a I'm like, wait a minute. I have this huge body of knowledge that's like not brought to bear on. Well, it is musically, but I, I was just like, wait a minute. I just put out a record every two years or year and a half. So I'm like, wait, that's all I'm doing. That's crazy. Like I should be, you know, I'm like, I could make a video about medieval music and actually have it be like very substantive, you know, it's like, so then I'm like, okay, I want to do like, you know, educational stuff as well. In addition to these like live streams. Um, well, all oh, right. Cause there's the rant videos and then there's the live streams. So that was, I mean, that was inspired by that, by that, by that guy, Justin Murphy as well, you know, but it's like, he's not a music guy at all. It's all like philosophy and literature and stuff. Yeah. I'll so, check that out. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, but, uh, and also, yeah, you know, it's like you, you, you live this life in music for decades and you meet so many amazing people and I'm like, man, you know, this is a resource, man. I mean, just to like, get people to create a platform so that 
all these amazing people that I've gotten to know can, you know, sing, you know, say what they've say what they've got to say and talk about their work. And, you know, it's just like trying to really wring every droplet out of what I have to offer and the life I've lived so far, you right. know, uh, to, to just, yeah, just squeeze every drop out of the, out of the, the fruit or whatever, you know? So right on. All right. So you got that. That's called last things. Yeah. You got an extra life album that came out was it last year. Yeah. Yeah. It was a year ago. And, um, yeah, we just did a tour. Well, not just, it was in January, but yeah, we toured the UK and France which was nice. fantastic. That tour, it could not have gone better. So uh, yeah, next May, we're going to do a bunch of Europe and we, we got to do some States. Got to do some States. Yeah. You skipped over America. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> the expression I keep saying is I, I go where my money's green, you know, as far as uh, like, it's not, is, it, is it green over there? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm being a dick. No, it's a, <laughs> right. It's, it's many, it's many colors. <laughs> right, uh, right. Multicolored psychedelic with some person's face yeah. on it that you never heard of. I love that. Like just some Czech dude. Like I'm like, oh, I yeah. have no idea who that is, but I'm like, I mean, I we can go on. That's a very interesting thing. Like a lot of countries have artists on their shit. Isn't that and interesting? All America, the money. Right? America does not. Um, yeah, here a stamp. Very, we'll, th- we'll throw them on a stamp, a tiny little you know. shit stamp. Yeah. Well, if you ever want to play a giant 100 year old theater, I have that. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank you again for, for having me on. Yeah. No, it's great. Absolutely great vibe. And, um, yeah, let's, let's, let's share this stuff, man. And, uh, yeah, more and more. We'll do more and more stuff together. I hope. Right on. Wow. Music by Dory Bavarsky and Mingja Chin. Next up, we have Michelle Kwan. Have a good week.